there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Ho 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 Pathetical Institute, a podcast about Santa theories. <laughs> uh, my name's Luke. My name is Santa Alti. I'm Ken. Uh, How are we, boys? I didn't realize you both had a, a great Christmas theme pre-planned. I, I, my, mate, I thought about it like as soon as Cam stopped talking. <laughs> Wasn't clear at all. You're coming in a little hot, Robbie, on the old waveforms. Ooh. Oh, hang on, I'll lean back a bit. How's that? Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, how are we? Merry Christmas. Is this Christmas Day? Yeah, I think it's a drop on Christmas Day or oh, late on Christmas Eve. It's uh, a very special boy's birthday on Christmas Day. It is. Jesus Christ. OMG. Hey, yeah. we're not here to talk about Jesus Christ. We're here to talk about the reason for the season. Mm. Santa Claus. Is he the reason for the season? Well... I think we did a Santa episode once, right? But it was I think that was a silly one. This is a serious oh, one. We did Santa was real. Mm. And like we were like, oh, people saying he's fake. That's very funny. Uh, but this week, I think because, because we've been looking at like hallucinogens, we came across this theory about the origins of Santa uh, and its relation to getting absolutely mashed. On magic yeah. mushies. Not yeah. government mushies either. These are, you know, off the grid mushies. mushies. What did you say? Sorry, Salty. I said shaman mushies. Yeah, these are these are shaman mushies. This is the real shit. It's my understanding these look like the classic what people think of mushrooms and or toadstools, right? Yeah, red and white. Yeah. So the story is... Because uh, I, I was reading all this stuff about Coca-Cola and uh, their, their part in the, you know, creating the, the mythos of Santa. And even on, like, the Coca-Cola website, they have a did Coca-Cola create Santa Claus section. And so they're like, um, on their website, they say, Coca-Cola did not create the legend of Santa Claus, but Coca-Cola advertising did play a big role in shaping the jolly character we know today. Right. So before 1931, there were many different depictions of Santa Claus around the world, including a tall, gaunt man and an elf. There was even a scary clause. So they got 
uh, Haddon Sundblom to paint Santa for their Christmas ads, and he did like the the fat old bloke with his uh, rosy cheeks and white beard. And he took his inspiration from "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Now, <laughs> they like they're not saying, "Oh, we didn't do it," but they are saying we played a role in shaping it, right? Mm. But they were it- just the painting was just of a pre-existing thing. <laughs> yeah, so they're saying, like, sure it existed, but through the power of capitalism, mm. really we invented it. We made it better. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like saying Steve Jobs invented the the phone because now that phones all look like a Steve Jobs phone. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> so the, the the thing that gets out there is like, oh, you know, he didn't wear the big red suit and everything until Coca-Cola brought that image to us. But I think that they have taken even that from, like, pre-existing stuff. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Coca-Cola, stop clout chasing – it's also like by by, it's a work- by virtue of even mentioning it, mm. like oh you know people people say we do and it's a bit embarrassing. Uh, we didn't. I mean, yeah. kind of. We didn't really, but we kind of did. Um, Coca Cola, you don't need that kind of clout these days. Yeah, quit stealing valor and get back to putting working on getting the cocaine back into the drink. Bring the cocaine back into the drink. It's what do we all want? Yeah, the world is falling apart. <laughs> if there's one company. That could really just power through saying to the the authorities, actually, we're just going to put cocaine back in and what the hell are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> Coca-Cola, their, their distribution alone, they could just release, you know, Coca-Cola X or whatever. And then, oh, it's coming out today, like do a big marketing campaign. And then on the day that it's about to be sold, by the way, it's got cocaine in it. Yeah. And boom. <laughs> like, you know, the authorities are powerless. Or even the day after, say, oh, by the way, that had cocaine in it. You want another drink, don't you? And <laughs> who, who's going to be like, oh, geez, half the, half the country is hooked on cocaine. Let's put a stop to that. You can't. You want another no, drink, don't you? Plus, we've just increased the price by 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, any, every day that Coca, uh, Coca-Cola don't do this makes them massive cowards. Yeah. <laughs> so I will not be drinking any Coca-Cola products until they put the cocaine back in. That's my – so we're uh, Coca-Cola, this is – this is now negative advertising for you. You need to do something about that. <laughs> Either give us money or put the cocaine back in. Speaking about, just can I just do a little shoey? Yep. Yes. Speaking about uh, slightly potentially dodgy drinks, I had a, I was, I was fucking fanging for a beer last night, Luke. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't think I've got anything in my fridge. And then right at the back of the fridge, I saw a can, and I was like, Hey, what's this? And it's a. I was a bit worried because, like, on the bottom, the date says 2019. And I was like, that's when it was canned, right? Mm, no, that's probably best before. Okay. I thought it was when it was canned. Anyway, okay, best before 2019 makes, makes it, it makes even it more yeah. even more nervous. Um, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to drink it anyway. It was nice. What was the beer? It was the Mr. West Collective Brew uh, collab, collab they did, the Pavlova. Oh, yeah, with um, Collective Arts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breakfast sour with mango, strawberry, passion fruit, vanilla, and lactose. Oof. It's a lot. Tasted, tasted fine. Yeah, nice. It was nice. doesn't go off. No, there's nothing in beer that, that will... Because two things in beer are alcohol and hops. Mm. So nothing can really grow in their presence that, that will do you damage. Um, 
it just doesn't taste as good. Uh, you know, the taste change. But yeah, I'm assuming, it, I'm assuming it was probably like way nicer when it was fresh. Mm. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was like, ah, there you go. Yeah, nice. And that's probably a testament to the, the fine brewers at Collective Arts. Yeah. Um, for maybe keeping a lot of oxygen out of their product and packaging it well. Mm. Well done. Yeah, it was good. And I drank it out of a fancy crystal Mr. Uh, West glass. Jesus. Jesus. It was a fucking bougie night last night, I tell you, you what. You shitty shoey, mate. You should be drinking out of a shoe. Yeah. Yeah, it's right in the name. I've only got one pair of shoes and they're already rank, so I don't want to add to that by often fucking booze out of them. Isn't that the point of the shoey is, is you're drinking a disgusting shoe you know it's like a sweaty thing and then you're also potentially stuffing up your shoe like yeah because there's no other reason for it otherwise it's, it's small it's a not a large amount of beer yeah oh well maybe for you with your tiny little shiny feet <laughs> what do you mean by that for someone with normal sized feet there's heaps of room in the in a shoe yeah but uh, you're not putting you're not putting multiple bottles into the shoey you're just tipping a little bit in there yeah boys can i it's, just press can i just press pause on this shoey We've already had our entire Shui discussion. This is why Shui is a, the word for getting off topic on the podcast. <laughs> right? We've done this. Back to Santa Claus. Okay. You know who would like, if you filled up his boots <laughs> with beer to the brim, that would be an impressive amount of booze. The the Coca <laughs> Yeah. The Coca-Cola sponsored wrestler, Andre the Giant. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, what you were saying? So Coca-Cola, they're like, oh, oh, it was only a little bit us. Nah, bullshit, wasn't you at all. Uh, they'd been, yeah, Santa's had been wearing red suits for ages. Like, basically, they were just ripping off pictures of Santa that were already, already out there. It's complete nonsense. But what we discovered when we were searching for stuff about getting absolutely off your chops mm. was that there is a theory that the whole Santa Claus mythos goes back to ancient shamans. Yeah. Specifically, Siberian ones. So these Sorry. guys had these guys had some mushies they wanted to. They just wanted to smash into them, right? Yeah, like, they man, had, I've got these mushies. I want to fucking just help them down into my guts. They had these Amanita muscaria mushrooms, which is also mm. known as fly agaric. Is that how it's pronounced, Robo? I have no idea. Can I just I go into another? Can, can I just go into another quick shoey? It is mushroom related, though. Yeah, um, I'm in a, a couple of mushroom groups on Facebook. Uh, Are these naughty mushroom groups? No, no, just legal mushroom groups. And fucking multiple times a week, people will post like the most disgusting looking mushrooms they found, they've picked on a plate, like ready to be cooked up. I'm like, hey, I just picked these and I just want to double check. Like, are these going to be safe if I cook them up for my family? <laughs> and everyone in the comments is just like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they're not even like probably a good 80% of the time they look disgusting right. like just garbage mushrooms they found on some garbage and they're like oh hey maybe my family would enjoy these um if, if that's you if you're thinking and you're out seeing you see random mushrooms and you think maybe people are going to enjoy them don't just don't stay away from it you're too stupid to if that's your thought just don't all right done right <laughs> so these amanita muscarias so in siberia they would grow underneath pine trees mm-hmm because uh, they, they go well with pines. They, they have a symbiotic relationship. Now, I did see a thing that was like, 
and this is the first uh, connection between Santa. Doesn't the, doesn't a red and white mushy under a pine tree look awfully similar to the red and white Christmas presents we place underneath the tree today? It's like, I don't know if it's a, that's necessarily a big thing that all your presents are red and white. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just some of the colours, right? Yeah, yeah it is a pretty common colour. And I, I guess if you are speaking to this theory, the red and white is from this theory. Yeah. But let's let's not go all the way. Yeah, yeah. There's there's much better gear in the theory to, to worry about. Does it remind you of presents under the tree? So you know what else they have in Siberia besides these crazy mushies? Vodka. They have a reindeer. Ah. And you know what? A jukebox. You know yeah. what? Reindeer- <laughs> I wish I had to say jukebox when I said vodka. And immediately, I was like, damn it, jukebox is better. You know what reindeer love doing? Smashing, down, smashing oh. down these mushies. Don't get ahead of yourself, Robbo. Sorry, I'm just so excited. <laughs> and so the reindeers would eat these mushies and they would get blitzed. So the other people that liked eating these mushies were the shamans of Siberia mm. who would go around dressed like the mushies in their red clothing with bits of white on it, not unlike mm. Santa. Mm. They'd go around delivering the mushies. Uh, and because people would often be snowed in in their yurts, they'd climb up on top of the yurt and pass it through the little chimney on top. Mm. <laughs> so this is like slightly more solid Santa areas. Mm. Mm. But this is like a real shit present because these mushies don't fuck around. Yeah. Uh, they're like very toxic. Mm. And so they are uh, apparently to... um. Get the like all the toxic shit out. Give the mushy to a reindeer. Wait a little bit, yeah. then have a big sup of their piss. Nothing better as a toxin filter than a bloody reindeer's kidney. I tell you what. Mm. Mm. So mo- modern science has forgotten the power of a reindeer kidney yeah. <laughs> to filter out toxins. Um, and so then this is where you get the uh, the image of the flying reindeer from because they've just drunk a bunch of reindeer piss and now they're just seeing reindeers flying around all over the place. And so the I, reindeer... So, I, sorry. so I, I read a thing that said that apparently one of the effects of the drug in the mushroom is also that it causes muscle spasms. Mm. So when... So dudes like... And the reindeers and the men who... Or the, the, the people who take it... Um, they have these wild muscle spasms, so they might go to take a step, but they'll like jump a meter. So the the reindeers were out there tripping off their balls, but also like fucking jumping around like maniacs. Ah! So people who came to like s- discover the lands got there and just saw fucking reindeers flying through the air and blokes like jumping around as well. So that's how they're like part of the flying reindeer myth came is just because the reindeers were like muscle spasming off their nuts. Eh. Wasn't, and I didn't, I didn't look at this up for this one, but the red nose of, of Rudolph, um, don't reindeer get some sort of bacteria that cooks their nose and makes it red. Mm. And they think that's, that's, it's just diseased. <laughs> I did also see someone say, uh, oh, you know, the red nose of Rudolph is just red like a one of these mushies. All right. He just um, got stuck into the mushies, but got one stuck on his nose. <laughs> on his like diseased, a, gross nose. <laughs> it's like a carrot on a stick, but it's just a mushroom on his nose. He's like, ah, yeah. I, can't, I can never get it. 
my little tongue's too short. Um, hey, Cam, I was just had a, a page open that I hadn't read, and I just read the conclusion, which I think talks about the presence under the tree mm-hmm. theory. And I feel like you've you've undersold it or, or misrepresented it. All right. Um, this Go is from James, James Arthur's Mushrooms and Mankind, The Impact of Mushrooms on Human Consciousness and Religion. Um, so he's saying, why do people bring pine trees into their houses and put packages, brightly colored packages, red and white, under the tree? Um, because it's a, a representative um, of finding little presents under the pine trees as the mushrooms. So you're you're celebrating the little mushrooms in the forest and you bring a little bit of a metaphor for that in your house and you open up the little present and you get uh, maybe some a new Walkman rather than a, a trip mm. uh, in, the little, mm. in the little present. So, you know, it's not saying – it's saying it's a metaphor for that. Right. Now, I think that's about it, right? Well, no. I don't think so. Is it? Oh, what else have you got there? <laughs> well, okay. So they, they would come in. The, one of the theories that I've seen is the, they'd come down the tree, come down the, not the tree, the chimney, because it was all snowed in, and people would be asking them for advice. And they'd be like, oh, I'm a shaman. I'm just whacked up on mushies. So here's. <laughs> Here's some things for you. Uh, this is a great gig, by the way. I'm loving this, loving this job. That I, I'm glad I chose whatever this is instead of shivering inside your house, waiting for me to come piss or bring my reindeer piss in. Um, and they, as a thank you, they'd give the shaman some treats, um, you know, some like snacks and some booze or something. And then, as a result, the shaman would get bigger, uh, a little bit more rotund because they're eating all these delicious snacks. Uh, which is exactly what you don't want when you're whacked up on reindeer piss. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, man, I can go some snacks right now. It's, it's not, not that kind of high. I, I can't imagine. I've never, I've never taken this particular mushroom. Um, yeah, so that, that explains kind of why Santa is, is pictured being slightly rotund. He's a big bloke. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of the one flaw uh, in this theory of he had to come through the chimney because the the house was snowed in, that if your house is snowed in and you're relying on a chimney for heat, um, or what's at the base of chimney for heat at least, uh, you, the Santa's going to come down and, and burn his bottom. Yeah. Or even, well, his, even his feet. I think he was just dropping them in through the hole. It's not a, it's not a chimney. It's like a big hole in the top of the yard. So it's not a, not a traditional brick chimney. <laughs> yeah, but why do you think they had a hole at the top of the yard? Or, yeah, it was it was to let the smoke out. Yeah. So you don't you don't suffocate in there. But I think there was room to sort of swing in. But I think the idea was less that he was jumping through and more that he was dropping stuff down yeah. through. I don't dropping think the mushies had... onto the fire, just yeah. creating a big mushy hot box. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yurt. You also wouldn't want that. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Why are we talking about yurts though? Because they had yurts. It's Siberia, mate. Yurts aren't Siberian. These Siberians had yurts. Siberian yurts are famously Mongolian. Mum's famous. Siberian Mongolian. yurt. Uh, nomadic Nenipil would be like Chum yurt and so, okay, yeah. Yeah. Bear in mind uh, that Mongolia is right next to Siberia. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, I think in the in the, this theory, though, they are, they are houses or what I've seen. I've seen little pictures. I saw a, not photos, a painting. Um, I'm going to put it into our group chat. 
uh, of some little mushroom family bursting into a house. And there's a little a little baby there, a little kid going, ah, how exciting, a mushroom family bursting into my house. <laughs> uh, now, Robbo, you haven't done any Amanita muscaria, have you? No, it doesn't sound like it's a good time. Salty, you're a, mu- you're a big mushy head. You love yep. drawing them. Never never yeah. dipped into the Amanitas? No. I did check out uh, Amanita muscaria on Arrowwood to, get, yeah, some, to get some trip reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, always good when a trip report is called humility and respect. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh or when your trip record trip report is called a battle for Earth's existence, that's also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, when so th- there's like a few like uh, subcategories of trip reports that they have on Arrowwood. So they have difficult experiences, bad trips, and then train wrecks and trip disasters. <laughs> so I feel like difficult experiences is like the lower end of that, right? Mm. So you probably don't want to see. The difficult experience being death, the void, brain malfunction. That doesn't bode well for bad trips. <laughs> yeah, that sounds bad. And then in bad trips, you have a trip through hell, uh, tripping on death, deconstructing consciousness, being a human player piano scripted death. And then... Oh, Hang on, I, I would like more information about that one. Being a human player piano scripted death. All right, let's so, see what, let's see what happened to Kiki. So my thinking is Kiki thought that they were, you know how the, the, the what do they call them, player pianos or pianolas? Um, and they get fed the little songs and they play automatically. So this person's thinking they were getting fed the script of death. Yeah, so they. In, into, their, into their human body, which was they had to then act out. Or play automatically and die. That's they pretty cool. Took seven grams, at most eight grams. Uh, they fell asleep, and then when they woke up, they were dead. Uh, I knew I was dead. The subsequent realizations came out of my mouth uncontrollably, like I knew I had, like I had lines I knew I had to read, or like one of those old-fashioned player pianos, and someone was turning a crank. The words came out haltingly, and I would realize halfway through the sentence what was going on. I had to wait a few moments after each word to find out what was going on. Kind of like reading a book or script out loud. Like others have mentioned, it was like being a few seconds ahead of myself, but not being able to predict or change the future. I just had to sit there and listen to myself talk to figure out what was going on. That would be annoying, I think. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an experience though, doesn't it? Then, that, But the happy ending of all this is that they realized that their cause of death, off. <laughs> well, their cause of death <laughs> was sex. I died from the shock of awesome sex. Jesus. So, right. so me, as the th- 34th version of myself, was sad to just be a memory of an orgasm. I said this out loud, but it was okay in the end because the real me had just died from happiness slash shock. Had they just had sex? No. Uh, it, was just, it was just in their head. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Then, okay, so those were, that, that was uh, bad trips. Then you get to train wrecks and trip disasters, and the first one is... Definitely not something to take lightly, which seems like a little bit of a uh, understatement for a trip disaster. Yeah, when, especially when the level below is talking about what they just talked about. Especially some of the other ones are descent into terror, going berserk, trip to hell. Fuck, this actually sounds interesting. 
And then uh, glowing experiences, the hammock of life. Oh, sounds nice. Does sound pretty nice. Then mystical experiences, a horrific meeting with myself. That's the last thing you want. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just meeting yourself and being like, uh, fuck, that's yeah. me. Uh. Uh. I don't think I'd like myself. So that's, yeah, I don't, I don't want that to happen. Um, can I just give a shout out to erawood.org mm-hmm. for being like one of the legit old school websites that's just stuck to its guns, not changed, not printed itself up, just been, it's still the go-to for, for if you want to read what a drug does and you want to read people talking about what a drug does, that is the, the number one resource. And yep. I don't think it ever gets the credit that it deserves. Copyright 1995 to 2022, and I don't think I've changed much since 1995, yeah. right? Like, that's there's something to be admired about that. I wonder if anyone's ever written, like, the history of it, because I'm kind of – I'd be curious to read that. I've got if, a, no, if, if no one has, don't write it, and I would like to write it when I have time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good article. <laughs> uh, are we done? Because I've got a final thing to go out on. I think go so. Go out on it. Yeah. Uh, so I did. I did find a particular Erwood trip experience. Mm-hmm. So this person says they took twelve grams, uh, and they say it's always important to uh, take. You know, when you're having mushies, for there to be people around you, you, know, you shouldn't be doing it alone. So they did do it. Uh, their their kids were in bed. Uh, their missus had just settled in for a long winter's nap. And they weren't really feeling anything. And then they say that they saw a man appear in their house. Uh, he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. Mm. And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know that I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Merry Christmas. Get woke.